WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Sports talker dropping in hotter than a tropical climate. Breaking news, he supplies it, and you want the truth? Scoops Keith will find it. He's talking about all the sports, and he's also a hashtag dork. And the father of two sweet daughters, the leader of your squad for you evening marauders and night commuters. Tune in and sit tight. Six to ten, more like six to midnight. Ow, the mic's hot on the Night's Watch crew. Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox, too. Doing this since the Rich Keith Project. Now he's got podcasts and Twitch stream content. KWFE on WEEI. It's the Rich Keith Show, so here's your guy. All right, welcome into a Monday night edition of the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI. Andy Hart, the old switcheroo, normally here Fitzy on Mondays. This week it is Jumbo Hart. Hart, how are you? I am ready for some Monday night raw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A couple of hours, we'll have that locked and loaded in here. You can join us on Big the program. Talks in WWE. There's I a lot going on. interrupt you, but no, please this do. whole rock thing yeah, it's is... Nuts. People, People are hot are about so it. so torn. Yeah. The, the, the responses and the thumbs down. The thumbs down. this. But yeah. then, is it a work? Is it a this? Like, oh. We're going to have to get our wrestling insider, Jason Rossi, on the horn to figure out what's going on there. Do you believe that The Rock and Roman Reigns will fight at WrestleMania? I kind of do, yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cody got screwed. Yeah, people want Maybe, Cody. Hashtag we're we want Cody. we're not there yet. Although, I when's think the it, press conference? I think it might be a triple threat match. That's what I'm starting to well, think. Well, then there was the talk that maybe The Rock is going to be the ref. Nah, I've never liked the ref the angle. They do it all the time in Dangerous wrestling. Dangerous Danny DeVito, whatever his name was. That I his don't, name? Danny DeVito, the actor. Dangerous Danny Davis. Dangerous Danny Davis. They had uh, or the twins that Earl remember, Hebner and they screwed him. There were two yeah, of Earl them, the Hebner and, twins. Yeah, the Hebner twins. Remember when uh, Mike Tyson was a ref for Shawn Michaels in uh, Stone Cold? Yeah, that Boston. was Boston. That was Boston. That was, was WrestleMania there. fourteen, yeah. maybe. Yep. Yeah. Cody's going to fight Seth Rollins, and then The Rock will fight Roman Reigns. That's what they're... But that... I thought Seth Rollins was hurt. That's what... No, CM oh, no, Punk's no, no, no. hurt. CM Punk's hurt. Yeah, that so was he what, apparently... That's threw, what everybody was saying through yeah. everything out of whack. Correct. But uh, people want Cody versus Roman, and they're not going to rest until it happens. They're mad at The Rock. Uh-huh. But the biggest issue with all of this is it has gotten everybody to stop thinking about Vince McMahon's text. <laughs> That's what they were hoping for. I don't know if whether they were hoping, hoping if they did it intention, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just look over here at this shiny thing yep. and please do not read these texts. Do not worry about what is going on over here because that is something else. But uh, over the weekend, we got a thank you fans from Bill Belichick yes. in the Boston Globe. Nice uh, a photo of him. A3. A- uh, A3. So you don't have to go Can far. Can you not buy A1? No, probably not. A1's reserved. Really? Yeah. You tell me a paper that, that all we hear is papers that need money. They're going out of business. Yeah. If you offered $5 million, could you get A1? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, mean just, I don't know how much So he wasn't spent that on this. thankful. No, but he had the a photo. It's him in front of one of the parades in front of, like, millions of, of fans. And, you know, you probably read it by now, but he goes through this whole thing, and he thanks everybody and uh, signs it. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I mean, what? what – I mean – I can't see anybody reading this and being like, that's stupid. He threw a little humor in there. The thing about um, the press conferences and, and 
What did yeah. you say? Being you may have enjoyed my fashion sense in press conferences, or maybe just tolerated them. Yes, that would be me. That's a good line. You just tolerated them. I tolerated you. Yeah, and everybody basically tolerated you until you stopped losing. I mean, stopped winning. Yeah, that was pro- that was one. Then of the they problems. stopped being as tolerant. Yes, they got angry. No, it was a nice thing. Everybody does this. Drew does this. Yeah, I assume Tom did this, right? Or did you he know, only do No, that no, was the thing. He, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. And then he didn't thank Belichick That's or something. Right. It was That's the whole right. thing. People were mad about so it. So a lot of people do this. Drew, I know Drew famously did this when he was yeah. traded. Right. But I wonder if Bill thought he was going to get another job. Or he absolutely something. thought he was going to get another job. You well, read the story today out of uh, Washington yeah. where it said Belichick's people were very proactive reaching out to teams. Like, it wasn't he was wait, you know I'm Bill Belichick they can come to me. No, you got to push yourself. No, he had his yourself. people out there trying to get him interviews, trying to get him jobs, and all he got was interviews in Atlanta and one quick phone call. It sounds like with Adam Peters, who used to be his underling in a courtesy New England. Call. He got a courtesy, courtesy call, call in Washington. Yeah, that and is that's it. That's pretty insane because I didn't know why. I mean, because this took about three weeks or so for him to uh, craft it. Now, do you think he wrote all this? No. Yeah, probably not. But Bears. Bears did a good job. Bears is doing these days. Yeah, see, I think because if Bill's out of work, Bill just goes to TV and makes I don't know twenty million dollars. If you're Bears, does he need you on TV? Do you go with him, right hand man, for his TV work? He could probably get a house with Patricia and Judge and you know Josh McDaniels on Nantucket. There's a lot of guys. Bill, can I use that third house down the street on the compound? (laughs) There's a lot of guys that are kind of SOL at the at the moment. Yeah, Josh McDaniels still hasn't been hired. I don't think he's going to be. He doesn't need to be though. He's still getting paid by the Raiders for another couple years. I don't care if he's getting paid. I wanted him here instead of get Ben McAdoo. You don't want Ben McAdoo. You called him Bob. I well, Bob McAdoo's the better McAdoo. Ben McAdoo, nowhere near the best McAdoo. No. That's what I've learned. And I don't even think there's a lot of McAdoos. <clears throat> Probably not. They're the only two that I'm familiar with, but he was out of football last year. Sure. Me, was. you, and so Ben McAdoo fresh. all did the same thing last year. We we're out of football. I don't know. I think we followed it more closely than he did. Probably. Kind of had to for our for our gigs. He here, is but. best known for benching Eli Manning. Yeah, which and then getting so canned sh- like a week later. I should be on his side because I can't stand the Mannings. Whoa, so whoa, he be- whoa. You can't stand what? the Mannings? Did you not see the Pro Bowl? Laugh a minute. No, I didn't actually see the Pro Did Bowl. Did you see him rapping? Who's that? Eli Manning? Eli, great rap. Is he a good what rapper? they call that? He went after Tom Brady. It was like a diss track. Oh, a diss track. A diss track on Tom Brady. No, no, I didn't I didn't see that. But he's got some good material for a diss I, track. I do remember how up in arms people were about Eli Manning because he had some sort of like Cal Ripken streak. He wasn't playing well. The team sucked. And then they benched Eli Manning. And everybody was up in arms about it. Everybody was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. You're like, he's not playing well. The team's bad. Turn it over to Geno Smith. He was fired. Yeah, but people were, and then they didn't they go back to Eli? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so well, that's I think because ownership sort of in a nostalgic way. But Ben McAdoo is a less impressive name in football than Alex Van Pelt, and that's hard uh, to do. He is. I feel he, strong, and I am. I know you're very I'm anti. Negative. You're you're down on him, but I mean, he was a head coach. Ben he McAdoo, was a head coach who won eleven games. How do you do the next season? How do you follow up the I'm eleven just, game season? How many eleven how win many seasons game? does AVP have? He didn't have any. Right. Does he, how, many, how many times has AVP called plays? Twice. Once. Twice. One season. Oh nine. That good O nine Bills Browns. team. That good O nine team. And then Kevin Stefanski couldn't stop getting COVID. Right. That guy's out. They must have been on every party in the place. And then Kevin Stefanski today Smooching was people. like, oh, I love him. He's the greatest. Well, why is he not they working? Love with Van you? Pelt. You got to admit that the people guy. love Alex Van Pelt. The guy, good dude, good dude. Pill? Can he coach? Uh, not that I can tell. Can he call plays? N- hasn't. 
Ben McAdoo is a more accomplished play caller than Alex Van Pelt. Look at me being positive ben to start McAdoo. the show. Yeah, I don't know who's going to call plays, by no, the way. No, we don't. We haven't settled that debate yet. We actually don't know who's going to call plays on either side of the ball so right now. Ben McAdoo is, uh, has he officially been hired yet, or is it just the scuttlebutt? Oh, I have like not a seen senior a graphic. F- yeah, but it sounds like senior football advisor-ish. Yeah. Ish, sort of like. He is, I guess, what you've been calling for. All along, you wanted... I have not been calling for Ben McAdoo. But you wanted a former head coach yes. with an offensive background who could be an advisor to Gerard Mayo. I wanted Cliff Kingsbury. I know, but I'm I just saying want... this fulfills your criteria even if you didn't necessarily have your, your eye on this one guy. I didn't want guy. big Ben McAdoo. He's also kind of weird looking. He's got like a weird oh, mustache. Oh, now we're right? going after looks? Yeah. Doesn't yeah, it matter? Doesn't he have a weird mustache? Yeah, he's off-putting. He, uh, <laughs> I just said he looks weird. You said he's <laughs> off-putting. I'm in a mood. All right, so he started with the Saints back in 04. Then he was with the Niners. Then he spent a lot of time with the Green Bay Packers, which you may see mm. as a theme at mm. some point throughout the offseason. Yeah, if this was one of those like uh, sci-fi thriller things where they Ooh. did the board with the yarn, the pin in the middle that That's all the yarns... That's not a sci-fi co- thriller thing. That's like that a is? whodunit. Well, yeah, the but thing, sometimes like it's a murder sci-fi-ish. board. Sometimes Why would it be sci-fi-ish? sci-fi-ish? Well, they found like uh, no a murder board. It's just like a crop rings in this field over crop here. So there's a thing. Okay. Well, they would all cross in the middle, and it would say Green Bay on Green the Bay note Packers. Card. <laughs> so if only. So here's my thought on assembling all of these former Packers because it looks like a D line coach is coming in that was from yeah. Green Bay, Montgomery. So, uh, Haven't we been waiting on a Montgomery for a while now? We have been, but for the Red Sox, yeah, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Not this guy. You know, his wife's doing a residency right here. So race, every time it's Jordan Montgomery's name comes up. So, yeah, you know, so Elliot Wolf seems to be uh, the puppet master right now. He's getting all his guys. You like that? If he can get Aaron Rodgers, because I feel like Aaron Rodgers was what made that thing tick for a while. When they you had think? success, it was mostly Aaron Rodgers. That's like assembling the New England Patriots without Tom Brady, and you have everybody else but Brady. We've seen what that looks like. Oh, you know there's flaws to the Packer way of doing business. I do. They got by for a while because they had Hall of Fame quarterback followed by Hall of Fame quarterback, yep. MVP Hall of Fame quarterback. another good one now, by the they, way. Uh, yes, Yeah. which we can get into later. My idea of redshirting quarterbacks, and maybe that's the best way to do things, and Jordan Love could be an example of that. But... yes. You just you just startled our producer when you into the oh sorry about that Stiz yeah I was like, didn't mean to catch you off guard do that <laughs> sorry about that I was trying to run like I was very... trying to do sound effects I'm trying to be like uh, the guy from Police Academy trying really? to add some wasn't great no you got a helicopter in you <laughs> no not with this I got like a nasal you thing don't have going. a traffic copter in there anywhere <laughs> <laughs> no I don't unfortunately I don't okay. have that I got to work on that um but Green Bay had an organizational philosophy for years they didn't sign free agents outside free agents they didn't sign them. I believe Julius Peppers uh, was the first one they signed. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah. We'll see if it pays off for them. Yeah, so it didn't. Uh, Mr. Burn Money and yeah. Mr. From an Organization Where They Don't Sign Free Agents are going to have to have a meeting of the minds in what I have dubbed Elliot Wolf of Foxborough instead of Wolf of Wall Street. Elliot like Wolf of Foxborough. I do like it. Stiz, we'll have to come up with something with that. Yeah. Can, we get, can we get some audio? Yeah. Some drops. There's yeah, a, we'll lot cuss words. a lot of cuss words. A lot of cuss words. I've never seen it. I feel like I should. Nah, it stinks. Really? What? I don't like it. Wait, your what sounded different than his. Nah. No, Stiz likes it. Most people like it. Stiz is in the majority of of the thought process uh, on Wolf of Wall Street. So you're a cliche simpleton, Stiz, and this is the, no, no, the Godfather the movie insists here. upon yeah. himself. Yeah. No, I'm not saying any of that. I for for like people like Street. you, the common man who watches a movie, Stiz, it was fine. My guess is people but who... But for this guy, look, he A true podcast. cinephile. Yes, a cinephile. I do have a, a podcast on it, so obviously I know what I'm talking about when it comes to film. 
Is that? How I that would works? just say, yep. Can I, anyone start a podcast on anything? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure you can. Mm, I don't know. You're gonna need an RSS feed. So I think. Yes, yeah, you don't even know what that don't is. Work. He doesn't even know what that is. I I'll let my producer handle that. <laughs> True. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. I feel like uh, people who enjoyed the show Entourage probably liked Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, love Entourage. There it is. Now you're taking shots at everybody. I keep not everybody. Simple. Just that group. Huh? I've seen neither. So smart. So he was with the Packers forever. Then he was the offensive coordinator going back to Ben McAdoo for two years. Yeah. Then he was the head coach for almost two years. He was asked to leave before his second year finished. Then hey, he who went, isn't? Then he took three Josh years Josh McDaniels, off. Joe Judge. There's a lot of people that have come through sure. Foxborough that don't make it through two seasons as a head coach. No, that is true. There's no shame in that. Finishing that second season, they say, it's, is the, is the real trick. So then uh, after that time, he was like, I'm going to take three years off. Just out and about. Not sure what he was doing. Do you doing. think he went to like, where, where'd Ricky Williams go? Thailand, I hope he traveled. Bangkok. Oh, that's where Cliff Kingsbury went to Thailand. Yes, he did. Oof. You can there's, go walk about. There's a 30 for 30 there. Oh, yeah. But what Cliff was up to in uh, Bangkok. I don't think we can see or say. No. <laughs> no. So then after three years, he came back QB coach for Jacksonville for one year, consultant for Dallas for one year, offensive coordinator for the Panthers for one year, out of football last year. And this is the guy. That's the guy they this targeted. Is, I'll tell you. He th- said yes. That's what we know. Feels like these guys have all that in common. They're the guy that says yes. It doesn't seem like so far this offseason. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to speak for all the people. You guys can uh, speak for yourselves at 617-779-7937. The Gerard Mayo hiring, the reaction, mixed. I think some people like Gerard Mayo, want to give him a shot. Others didn't like that Bill was gone. Others were hoping for Vrabel, whatever. So it's kind of mixed. And I do think the Vrabel edition late altered the perception of the Mayo hire. I agree. In a negative way. Yes, right, because if he wasn't available, then there's a section of the fans that are just latch on to Apparently because Mike Vrabel is a big, scary man, if you <laughs> read reports out there today. <laughs> all right, well, uh, I would say Alex Van Pelt, Ben McAdoo, all negative. I don't think anybody likes either one. I feel this... I mean, McAdoo, whatever his role even ends up being, Alex Van Pelt's more important because he is the offensive coordinator, the play caller. So they hired Gerard Mayo, yeah. who was a young... African-American coach. That's true. And that feels like new age, modern. Yep. Here we go. But then I felt like these two old central bumps. casting white dude retreads. Yes. <laughs> like, God, you've heard these names before. They've yeah. been in football. And you're like, I've seen their faces. And you're like, oh, yeah, that guy I looks don't. familiar. He's a little chubby and he's white. You're like, I don't want these guys. All the guys. So let's keep picking this thing apart because all the guys they interviewed we're very opposite Alex Van Pelt, opposite Ben McAdoo, and oh, then yeah. yet here we are. Young guns, new age. Old, Alex Van Pelt. old ass Alex Van Pelt. Pill. Well, the good news is you can't really pinpoint what kind of offense they're going to run. They're going to be no, unpredictable. you can't. Because you got one guy who was out of the league. Yep. And you got the other guy who's never run an offense. So your guess is as good as mine. It's a little yeah. like Judge and Patricia. The unknown, that week one unknown. It is. Look how that worked out. So there you go. Get in here on uh, the Patriots coaching staff to this point. This is a night, though, I feel confident we're going to hit on uh, every team. Celtics and Bruins are both off tonight, so we can really attack them. And it was Red Sox truck day, for heaven's sake. So we'll hit on Who all the teams. Who gives a to- truck? <laughs> all right. Glad you're here. Andy Hart, it's uh, the Rich Keefe Show right now here is Stiz with What's Trending. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. 
All right, let's get you caught up with some headlines. We're not trucking around. It's been over a week since the last time the Bruins hit the ice, beating the Flyers in Philly 6-2. Well, hockey fans can rejoice as the Bruins back in action tomorrow night when they'll host the Calgary Flames from the TD Garden puck drop at 7 p.m. Celtics got the dub over the Grizzlies last night at the Garden. They beat Memphis 131-91. to Former Celtic Marcus Smart returned to the Garden for the first time since being traded to Memphis. He didn't play due to a finger injury, but Boston honored Smart with the video tribute, compiling a handful of highlights and memories, which was received with the thunderous applause from the Celtics fans. Celtics have the night off tonight. They're back at it Wednesday night when they'll host the Hawks at the Garden. Tip-off at 7.30. We told you last week that Steve Belichick had an interview at University of Washington, and the son of the greatest coach of all time has agreed to become the new defensive coordinator for the Huskies. Belichick will work under new Washington head coach Jed Fish. The pair previously worked together in Foxborough in 2020 when Fish served as Patriots quarterback coach in the wake of Tom Brady's departure. Former Patriots running backs coach Vinny Sunseri also expected to leave New England for Fish's staff in Seattle. And in an early sign of spring, the Red Sox equipment truck left Boston today for spring training in Fort Myers, Florida. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keith Show coming right up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say WEI's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keith Show on WEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI, Andy Hart is here, full tang, Monday night. Alex Van Pelt, the new offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. Andy Hart was not a fan. Neither am I, to be honest. And the thing is... Yeah, you kept painting it like, oh, Andy hates the hire when you feel... I did. I, I hated it as well. About it. Well, I was, I was just floored by it because we cover it and we've been talking about it since the season ended. And then we were on the air when Bill O'Brien took the Ohio State job. And you're like, all right, they got to bring somebody in. Then we we kept updating it. Like, all right, here's this guy they brought in. Here's this guy they brought in. They almost all were connected to Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan. Just about, right? right? Then you had... Ty- there you was know, a type. There was a, there was a clear type. But it was also... The type was, I guess with the exception of maybe one of them. They hadn't been offensive coordinators. It was, it was guys that were tight ends coaches, quarterback coaches. Mike McDaniel 2.0. Yes. Was not the play caller there, but look, he goes to Miami mm-hmm. and it takes off. And now I like some it. would argue that had to do with the receivers and things that, that helps, whatever. But who's dialing up the plays he is? So I thought that That's was a great. You just made a point. You, you said a name in there. So who's that? I think it's pretty clear <laughs> that Bob McAdoo, Alex Van Pelt <laughs> will not be the most qualified offensive play caller in the state of Massachusetts next fall. Because Bill O'Brien is going to be at Boston College, <laughs> and he's a better NFL play caller, more proven, experienced, productive play caller. Yeah, but I don't want Bill O'Brien. I'm happy with that. You don't seem to want anybody. Cliff Kingsbury. I want Cliff okay. Kingsbury. I wanted Zach Robinson very here. much. I want so Zach Robinson. It. I wanted Tanner Engstrom, for God's sake. I don't even know who that is. Me neither, but he worked with Ben Johnson, and I would have taken Ben Johnson. Well, ben so Johnson take, doesn't Tanner play well with others. I'd take, Eric, I'd take Eric Bieniemy. Okay, me too. Okay, so you just said I don't want anybody. I want plenty of offensive coordinators. I just don't want... Anybody who's already been an offensive coordinator within the last three years for the Patriots. Okay. Bill O'Brien, Patricia, and McDaniels. McDaniels. And I don't want Alex Van Pelt. 
Wait, what's the criteria he breaks? Just his uh, name's Alex Van Pelt. Well, yeah, it's just such an underwhelming hire. Like, I'm trying to think of in other sports, whether it was like you got your hopes up for a certain player, then the team signs, like, just average guy, and you're like, oh, that's not what I was waiting for. That's not what I wanted. The Red Sox? Yeah, true. Like, every Red Sox signing. Also a little with Craig Breslow. Yeah. Oh, like, yes. There were some big-name GM candidates. The they all said girl, no. They like, all said no. Like, all these, like, that had yeah. track records. And it is things similar you to that. Point to. And you're like, Craig Breslow, huh? Okay. But Alex Van Pelt, we had heard of 11 names prior to that, and then half of them took other jobs. But you're like, oh, there's still six candidates here. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, two Niners guys, a Rams guy. You're like going through, and you're like, it's going to be some young gun, but the way the league's going, that's probably a smart bet. Sure. It's a young man's game. And then they're like, no, we want this guy who's been in the league for like 30 years. By the way, Ben had... McAdoo. Yeah. Sneaky young. Is he? Younger than you'd think he is. Because I Googled it. I want to say he's in his 46, 45. Yeah, he's 46. I would have thought 58. This goes back to the appearance thing. You're going to rip his appearance a little bit. Well, appearance, but also the way it played out, when it played out. It felt like a while ago. and just... Well, when he was the head coach, I would have thought he was like 46, 47 when yeah. he was the head coach. He was 39, 40 as a head right. coach. And So yeah. he's young. Okay. Does that count as young? Uh, yeah, but he's been in the league for a really long time. Well, you're just you're just destined to never be happy with any of this. I don't know who is happy. I, if you're out there happy with me, like Keith, you are wrong. Heart, you, you Alex are wrong. Van Pelt's Alex happy. I don't know. Oh no, I'm pretty sure he's happy. Oh, he's happy. Yeah, yeah, he's happy. He's a coordinator. He well, he was a coordinator last year. No, no, no. He now we, well, that's a, let's who's going to call plays? Is it a lock that Alex Van Pelt calls plays, or at some point will Ben McAdoo call plays? Are we going to be? Asking for Ben McAdoo to call plays. He's more experienced and productive as a play caller. Mm, I guess it's possible. It's this, possible. This seems like a debacle. So let's see. The even uh, Stiz is nodding his head in the. Well, line. it's like you. It's like you always say, Andy. It's just not entertaining. Well, when you heard Alex Van Pelt, no one was entertained. That's true. Like, yay! That's true. Mm-hmm. There, there, there is no now. There could be entertainment value. Like, we have to give them the opportunity. They're going to put together a whole plan this whole offseason. Well, that's why the guy they pick at third overall is going to be a huge part in this. Well, but is that, I mean, well, then what are they doing? What do you mean? I, my point is, these the idea, isn't the idea that Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan can put together a productive, yeah. entertaining offense? I know they have talent. Yeah, That's yeah, right. why they're in the Super Bowl. But isn't the idea that they can coach up somebody? I mean... Like, if, if you're just crossing your fingers that you get Drake May, then what are you doing? Oh, yeah. No, I don't know. Well, because I don't know what Alex Van Pelt's offense is. I don't know West what Alex Coast Van Pelt's basis. Probably. That's what people say. All right. West Coast basis. You know what that means? Like a Y banana and all that. It's all the lingo. <laughs> yeah, Gruden. Yeah. Basically get With Gruden those long back. play calls. Right. That's part of the West Coast That'll offense. Simplify. That'll simplify. Yeah, but help what if I say, out. you know what the West Coast offense is? What is that? Montana to Rice. I like that very that much. That was good. Yeah, it was. 49ers made that work. You know what? It wasn't also as good wasn't when even... it was Steve Bono to J.J. Stokes. But, but Steve Young to John Taylor also worked. T.O.? Yeah. Jeff Garcia? Jeff Garcia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? I sold you on it. All right. I'm back That's in. what he's bringing. He's bringing the Jeff Garcia-level West Coast offense. But, like, why did it come to him? I still have a lot of questions because the he was of Foxborough. <laughs> Elliot Wolf. Seems like he's doing all the hiring. So did Gerard Mayo want Alex Van Pelt? Well, as Ben Bolin. I can't imagine that he did. Respond, because I tweeted, based on all these connections, mm-hmm. it seems like Elliot Wolf is pulling the strings, whatever. Yeah, puppet master. And 
Ben Volan immediately tweeted, well, he's kind of the only person in Foxborough with any outside of Foxborough experiences, right? Grow is beholden to the Patriot way. Mm-hmm. Mayo is beholden to the Patriot way. Jonathan is part of the Patriot. Like, they don't have a lot of hiring um, people that have a lot of pools to pull from because they've all been here. Yeah, but, like, they didn't go out and they didn't even talk to Cliff Kingsbury. They didn't talk to Arthur Smith. They didn't talk to some. You of these like other- Cliff Kingsbury more than I do. Okay. I think he's a total failure. But they interviewed 12 people. Why yeah. couldn't they interview him? Well, if you think the guy's a failure and you don't like his offense. I don't and- think he's a failure. I don't know. He had Patrick Mahomes didn't do much. Oh, ruined Caleb Williams this year. I don't think that's true, first of all. I don't know if you can ruin somebody as, like, senior advisor consultant to the to the board. He arrived, I, guy got worse. Seems like science. What about Johnny Manziel? What about him? Helped that guy win a Heisman, for God's sakes. You know who helped that guy win a Heisman? Mike Evans. But Mike either Evans. way, well, maybe he'd, maybe he'd bring in Mike Evans. he got a connection to Mike Evans. Maybe okay. you're, there you go. There's your guy. I think if Cliff Kingsbury's just running an offense, I'll take my chances. I don't need him overseeing the whole operation. He doesn't need to be a he head coach. fired by Texas Tech. And then... Landed on his feet nicely. In he, did okay. <laughs> he did okay. He had multiple jobs. Remember, he was going to be the OC yeah, be at Southern UC, Cal? Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I'll just be the head coach. Yeah. He brought them to the playoffs. Okay. Playoff team. A lot of teams make the playoffs. Yeah, 14 now. That's part of my question, too. All right. As we how go through all How many teams make the playoffs? No. <laughs> I know how many teams make the playoffs, even with the new rules that changed it recently. That is true. You had to update that number. What are people, because um, Stiz brought up the entertainment thing. Yeah. But when I say people, you people out there. <laughs> Jesus. All you Remember, people. Remember, this is a segment that he's trying to get off the ground. You people. Which yeah, I don't are. Think we you people. Yeah. yeah. You people. Sometimes it'll be happy. Sometimes yeah. it'll be negative. So what's wrong with you people? What yeah. do you people want? This is a what do you people want version. What do you people want? Like, what is the end game? Is the end game, I want a dynasty again. <laughs> I want the fountain... Or is oh, it- I don't know. I want nine Super Bowl appearances in 12 years or 20 years. No. What I want is a... He had his hand up. He did? I'm sorry. No, stop. Go, Stiz, go ahead. Stiz. No. Jeez. Jeez. I think after letting go of the, you know, what is to be considered the greatest coach of all time, just feeling like, okay, we're moving in the right direction. I don't think anyone's expecting Super Bowls. No. Okay. But not to have this bad taste in our mouth like, oh, God, this is going down the so you expect? Track. I agree. Do you, when do you expect... Let's let's put some like uh, mile markers. You know, you're driving down the road like mile thirteen, mile okay. four. When does Stiz? Not you. I got to answer this too. I'm, okay, I'm, I like I'm Stiz chomping better. I feel like Stiz is sort of the everyman, common man, okay. patriot fan. That's an insult. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> when do you expect a winning season? Uh, Within two, two, I mean, I would like it to be next year. I think that that's feasible. I really do. Wait, what? I think that that's. (laughs) You think next year could be a winning season? Yes, if you put in the right people. There he is. You're every man. He is you people. That's who you wanted to talk to. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So um, that's impossible. Um. Yeah. So so here's what I think. I think it's impossible. So I think. I think. I think it's impossible to have a winning season next year. Oh. If we had Vrabel, maybe if you get no, a no, quarterback. No, no, no. no you got what you got. You got Alex. Yeah, I understand. That. You, you have Gerard Mayo, and you're going to have a quarterback. Yeah. You'll get somewhere. Yeah, if you put the perfect team together, obviously they could win. I'm saying with what they're going to have when they take the field in September. Oh, I said it before. We're not. I'll be amazed if we if we have over three wins. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's all over the map. Yeah, yeah. Where is he? You brought. You asked him. Put your hand down. Let's talk to Keith. So this is what I think. I think uh, next year you want to uh, see some improvement. You want to you want to find out who your quarterback is. But hopefully, didn't we do that already? Uh, yeah. And guess what? You found out that that wasn't it. So you got to start that process over. Oh, great. 
I think 2025, you're you're hoping for a winning season, and then 2026, you should be in the playoffs. So a three-year plan to the playoffs. Pretty much, and it's like a steady incline is the, is the hope. And I think another recipe for success outside of Super Bowls, which is an obvious one, is just can you get back to the, to the conversation or really lack of conversation where year to year you know who the coach and you know who the QB are. Because the bad franchises every year are like, is this the, should we fire yeah. our coach? Should we get a new quarterback? Are we keeping this guy? Are we signing this guy? Like, what? Are, if you have those two pieces in place, and that's usually the sign of a team that is competing every oh, year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If you have the quarterback and the coach, you're 70% there. So, if, it is. so hypothetically, if Jaden Daniels is really good and Gerard Mayo, like, I'm not saying you're going to be D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud, but what a difference a year makes for Houston. Yeah, Houston didn't know what the hell, which end was up for a while, and now they're like, they or could, you be could be good. Frank they, Reich and and Bryce Young. Yeah, and you're and you're like, uh, which is more but, likely in three years? We're talking <laughs> about playoffs, or we're talking about the next coach? I think odds would tell you the next coach. Yeah, the next coach and the next quarterback. When you're picking high at the draft, but and, that's not just. Uh, half of marriages end in divorce. That is sad saying, re- reality yes, as well. But this is like, you know, your friend already has cheated on her. Like, yeah. like there's some negative factors in play. If they yeah, had, you went in with some questionable yes, stuff at the bachelor party. You actually party. thought yeah. about raising your hand in the ceremony when they said, does anybody in the room, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where I feel this. Is. If they nailed the offensive coordinator, if you had Cliff Kingsbury, you'd feel differently, correct? I would. Much more positive. Yeah, well, especially if I had Cliff Kingsbury and a quarterback at three, so either Drake May or Jaden Daniels, and I would say, all right, now Cliff Kingsbury's only responsibility is that quarterback, basically. Like, he doesn't have to oversee the whole team. I'm like, okay, you might have something here. Now, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. Like, Alex Van Pelt, it's hard to know. And th- th- this is also true with any of the other guys that they might have hired, like Clint Kubiak or Tanner Angstrom. Hard to know just how much responsibility they had and then how good they're going to be when they're away from their boss, right? Like when yeah. when Ben Johnson's not there, when Kyle Shanahan's not there, we don't really know. You're just kind of hopeful that, I don't know, they had successful trees and yeah, I mean, those guys are going to be good. Zach Taylor and Shane Waldron and some of these yeah. guys that are even, or Mike McDaniel, like pulling from those pools has worked for people. Yo, yeah. There's reason. It doesn't guarantee because you no. might get the guy who's a dink. You might get the last one, like, that guy was good, and then that guy was good, but you took the lowest on the totem pole. It was like when good. the Red Sox, there was like eight massive hits for Cuban baseball players, and then they took Rusnay Castillo, and you're like, well, yeah, you do for a minute. They can't all be winners. <laughs> right. And you got to get the short end there. But I'm trying to think, and maybe there's an example, but of the uh, Shanahan-McVay guys over recent years, who's been like an out-and-out bust I feel like Matt LaFleur's been good. I feel like Bobby Slowick's been good. Mike McDaniel's been good. Kevin O'Connell's been good. Shane Waldron's been good. O'Connell, Waldron, both been good. Zach like, Taylor's been good. <laughs> like, okay. I don't know if they've had a bust in there. And that's why they appeared to be looking for that guy until they didn't. Until they didn't. That guy. <laughs> well, doesn't mean they weren't looking. Notice oh, my yeah. words. No, I no, said no. they didn't get that That's guy. That's what I'm saying. They didn't Couldn't get, that, get guy. that guy. But it was like, they, and Alex Van Pelt was just sort of like this safety net where they're like, see, like, he's a guy with experience. He's very well liked. And I, I'm not even saying that as like a joke. Like, apparently, that, I think that helps his cause. But, yeah, but does that matter? You know who wasn't very well liked? Bill Belichick. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know who's not very well liked yeah. right now? Uh, Eric Bieniemy. apparently. Yeah, people don't like Bieniemy. Okay, so he succeeded in Kansas City. I think he had relative success in Washington. I would say for what he had at quarterback, okay. I think he 
did. So do you Where's want he a nice go? guy? Uh, he's out of the league, He's a too? little like Bill where the musical chairs game is ending, and I'm not sure he has one. So Mike Vrabel, Eric Bieniemy, Bill Belichick are all just SOL? Oh, yeah, you could argue there's better coaches out of the league than are in the league. Yeah. So all of a sudden, the uh, was it the XFL two or whatever? They could just ramp UFL. up or UFL. They could just beef up be if idea. they wanted to. Or Nantucket High. Do you I, see I, people have been stealing our idea? Yeah, Fitzy and I have been talking about that for a month and a half. Then the the uh, uh, somebody from Nantucket High reached out, right? Or well, they, they, they told like, us that it was when we were joking about uh, it, he was going to uh, go coach it, and then somebody from Nantucket emailed our weekend show and said, actually, they need a football coach right now. So we played it up even more. Mm-hmm. Then Rochi on WBZ actually talked to the athletic director about it for a story. And now the Washington Post wrote a column and Peter King picked it up in his column. And was like, great idea by there the Washington is. Post. I'm like, Post had son it. of a bitch. Nope. We've been joking about this for a month and a half. Six, six rings. Six we rings. never get credit. Six rings had it. Let's go to Matt in Rhode Island as we go to the phones now. Matt, what do you got? Um, yeah, with the, um, I just heard today that Eric Bannemi won't be a part of the, the Redskins. Do you think that was perhaps maybe... You think he was overlooked? I mean, they did interview 12 people for the job, and if you're getting a new coach, they would have probably thought that he wasn't going to be a part of what they were doing. Do you think they just had no interest? Because that would probably be, I mean, a mistake, I would think. I just don't like, even though Van Belt's been around for so long, I just really think some guy that hasn't called the plays, I think that's a mistake with all the first-time people, you know, on on the staff. I, I don't know. But so, that's what I was trying to think. Thanks, thanks Matt. The um... – the play calling thing has never bothered me. You have to have a first somewhere. Yeah. Like you have to rise up. Like somebody was uh, giving up. WEEI gave you all a chance. Why not give the new hires a chance? Okay. Why don't we just give everybody a chance? We won't share our opinions if they're <laughs> negative. <laughs> Who's he talking about? But he's right. But WEEI doesn't just throw people on from two to six and just say, this is our drive time show. Like you got to work some a weekends. You got to do some, right? Like yes. you work your way up. You get some time. You're at a yeah, different yeah, station. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever. And then you make a decision. You do need to have a first time. Like, that is true. You have to have a first time. I, Mike McDaniel, all these guys, they, they had to have a well, first time calling plays. that we just talked that's about. Fine. like And even yes. a lot of the Andy Reid guys. And that's been You know what mixed. worries me more about Van Pelt? Not that he hasn't called plays, that no one asked him to call plays. After yes. year after year of being a quarterback's coach, quarterback's coach, quarterback. Whereas in L.A. and some of these trees, it's like, oh, that guy's good. Let's get him to call plays. Let's get him to call plays. In the last decade. Yeah. Offensive coordinator, play caller to head coach like that, bop, 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 up the ladder has been boom, boom, boom. It's it's a hot seat. Hot yeah, that's potato. what's weird about the And he's uh, just like a Van journeyman Powell. background guy. And it, that worries me. Oh, I know. He's been it's in the a little bit for like 20 the enemy years as a coach. Not getting head coaching hired. Yeah, something's up People there. have labeled yeah. you within the league. You people in the league have oh, labeled boy. him something. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I don't know exactly what that is. I don't know why Alex Van Pelt called plays in 2009. And then not again for 15 years. Do you think Kraft... Weird. Do you think... You know, it is weird. Do you think Elliot Wolf looks at it as like a safe hire? Or is it just we didn't like any of these other guys? Or maybe these other guys didn't want to come here and like... Oh, I, there's some of that, I So think. there's like a Craig Breslow element to it. Like you mentioned yes. before, like Craig Breslow... Nobody wanted the Red Sox job. And then Correct. Craig Breslow's like, that's a huge step up for me, so I'll take it. Somebody will always take it. And then if you're Alex Van Pelt... Some of the nice ways that the national media have mentioned it, they were like, he wasn't really a top candidate in other places. Nobody wanted him either. Right. No, he, Including the place he was. So Cleveland fired him. He could have been out of football. Oh, I think he would have been. Instead, he's running your offense. I mean, he, we don't know. He could have gone to college. He's he a nice guy, whatever. so probably he wouldn't be. But he'd probably be a QB's coach. 
would probably just be a friendly hire somewhere. Or like, like your boy hires him. He wouldn't have been an offensive coordinator in the league. Correct. And if he was the, I think if he was the QB coach here with one of those young guns that they were interviewing. Sure. I think you would have looked at like, oh, Nick wow. Cayley. Right. They bring in Nick. They bring back Nick Cayley after a year with McVay. And then they're like, hey, we're going to beef up your overall staff a little bit. We're going to give you Alex Van Pelt. He's been a coach for 20 years. Not real threatening. Nobody thinks he's going to be the OC. <laughs> he's a nice guy. And he's right. going gonna to coach your QBs with you. I think you'd look at that a lot differently. Hell, if you had both of them. If you wanted to bring in Van yeah. Pelt as the QB coach and Ben McAdoo as the senior offensive assistant. But then a young Nick guy. Nick the offensive coordinator and play caller. I think people would be more in favor a, of that. because he's young and I yep. think people want young. B, because he's McVay for a year. That's I the, do think it's a little weird that we label him McVay when he's only been there a year. No, and that's why I was such a Zach Robinson over Kaylee guy because Zach Robinson had been with McVay for like seven years or right. whatever it was. So does Shane Waldron and that other way long progression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Kaylee kind of scared me, but I like Kaylee more than McDaniels or O'Brien or Van Pelt. So still, this is a big discussion uh, on the program here. Alex Van Pelt. Then the idea of Ben McAdoo coming in and being sort of a senior advisor. Uh, what do you guys think of that? 617-779-7937. Get back to your phone calls. Plus, try to find a winner in the bet du jour. Coming up next here on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart, WEEI. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. The Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart, WEEI, and it is Super Bowl week, so we should mention, last year, we did our Super Bowl prop bets a palooza, which was such a hit that when I reminded Andy Hart about it, he had no recollection that we did it. He had no memory of it. But listen, don't, I mean, I have a bad memory. That's true. You got hit and had a lot. I have CT. Took a lot of headshots. That's true. All right. So that's fine. I won't take that as an insult, but what we're going to do uh, 745 every night this week, we're going to have five Super Bowl bets and we're going to keep track me, Hart, Stiz and Fitzy. And by the end of the week, that'll be a total of, you guessed it, 25 different prop bets for Sunday. So you can either choose to go with or against us, whatever you want to do, but we'll do all Super Bowl bets all this week long and, uh, mixing and matching with the, you know, straight up, uh, you know, over under yards all the way to like, you know, national anthem and Gatorade color and all that nonsense. But this is the traditional bet du jour where uh, Andy Hart is two and six to start the year. Stiz is five, 15 and one. And I am 16 and five in your face. Keeps track. Wow. In your Funny face. How that's worked. You can keep track if you want. It's a long year. Keeps track. You go ahead. Keep it's a marathon, track. not a sprint. Uh, that is true. The tortoise did beat the hair. Kind of like your 401k. You're in it for the long term. <laughs> you got to ride the highs and the lows. Low lows. The specifically down. the lows. No, lately we're on a nice up. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Uh, you can't check that stuff every day. You lose your mind. No, once it, I, I usually do either the statement you get like oh. quarterly or the annual. All right. But even then, sometimes it's bad. A couple of years ago, I was like, we lost half. <laughs> like, I don't feel good. I don't think we're going to retire. Nope, nope. It's going to work forever, God willing. All right, let's go. Uh, I'll go first. I'm going to go Tyrese Maxey. The other day, I was like, yeah, Tyrese Maxey, no Joel Embiid. I feel like he's going to have a good game. He had 51 the other night against Utah. He was named an all-star. He's home against the Mavericks. So with Luka and Kyrie on the other side, I could see Maxey wanting to have a big showcase game 
and light it up. His number is 27 and a half. I will gladly take the over on Tyrese Maxey points at 27 and a half. Hart? So um, I'm going to go with an over. All right. I like, I like the NBA player prop. Me too. Like that's where I've been make, make, getting most of my wins. I've had some highs and some lows. I ride Jalen Brown. Brown. The Jalen Brown thing is kind of killing the, me. Uh, the new age one I was trying with the over 20 alternate That scoring. blew up in your face last yeah, week. Yeah, it didn't go great. No. Um, so I'm going to stick with, I'm not going to fade a trend. I'm going to stick with a trend. I don't know if you know that Luca. In his last five games, 34, 73, 28, 45, 40. The 73 point game, I don't, he, he took like 30 shots. He was insane. He's a really good player. Yeah. I didn't realize he's averaging just a tick under 35 points per game. Scoring is up in the NBA. So scoring is up so number. high. So you got to like do the conversion rate. That'd still be like 30 points a game in yeah. a regular season. So he scores a lot of points. Uh. So give me the, and by the way, he's averaging 34.8. The number is 33.5. Oh, yeah. So give me the over on 33 and a half. All, right, we got, all of a sudden, we got a same-game parlay going. Sixers, Ooh, nice. Mavs. Let's run this. Bears, what do you have tonight? Well, I'm going somewhere else, and I'm oh. taking an under. <laughs> <laughs> the Warriors in Brooklyn tonight taking on uh, the Nets. I'm going to go with Steph Curry under four and a half threes for plus 100. He averages like 3.8, I believe, per game. So I'm going to take the under. Under yes. four and a half threes. Listen to that game with Steph um, Curry. I think it was that. Where's Grant Williams these days? No, he's Dallas. in this game. He was the under 5.5 for plus money. I kind of wanted to bet that. <laughs> under 5.5. It just feels like a day. Any, those low, you do it with Al Horford at like six. It yeah. just feels like. Pritchard and Horford You're like a, a bounce games. away from losing yeah. that. Oh, Stiz just lost that one the other night. It was six, six and a half and he yeah. had six. Yeah. That oh, brutal. Yeah, Grant Williams, the thing with five and a half is that's just two little corner office threes and yes. then you hit the over. But. Or even just somebody stumbles and bumbles and the ball's rolling by itself in the backcourt and he just yeah. like grabs it and lays it in. Or yeah. something. Like I just, there, it feels like there's so little room for error there. All right, back to the phones we go. We got Mark down the Cape. He joins us next. What's going on, Mark? Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Hey, I'm really not understand, understanding this offensive coordinator hire. Same. You know, like, didn't you think they were going to go get like a big name after last year, after this past season with Bill O'Brien and the way the offensive looked, I thought they were going to go get somebody. I don't, but they go get Alex Van Pelt. So we got a first-time offensive play caller. We have a first-time defense coordinator. We have a yeah. first-time head coach. Yeah. Don't forget GM I, and probably rookie quarterback and, and rookie quarterback. Yeah, probably yeah. going to be rookies across the board. Although Van Pelt, too, I mean, he's done it. He just hasn't called plays in a long time, a long, long, long time. time. Yeah, no, Mark, but, I mean, thanks for the call. I, I I, don't really get it either. So I kind of disagree with you on I didn't think it was going to be a big name just because of the names we were told they were interviewing. They didn't want to go down the uh, – I keep going back to Arthur Smith and Cliff Kingsbury, but there were a few other guys. Shane Waldron, although they did bring in Shane Waldron, so that yes. was an interesting one. And he went to the Bears. Like immediately. Like yeah. he, wasn't on the, he wasn't on there for long. But it was mostly – you know, pass game coordinators, tight ends coaches, QB coaches. But the big name was their employer. That was the big name. Yeah. You're coming from Shanahan yeah. or McVeigh. Yep. Not Stefanski. And this isn't a shot necessarily at Stefanski, but he's just not seen as, fine. you know, the pipeline of play callers and offensive minds in the National Football League. That is McVeigh mm-hmm. and Shanahan. And it is underwhelming. Like, there's no way. If the Patriots did a, a a spring weekend or a summer weekend like the Red Sox do the winter weekend and tried to run this out there, you'd have to just focus all your attention on Gerard Mayo. We love our up-and-coming young coach. Remember him? He was your all-pro linebacker. Because everything else, the details of this, 
It's what Mark just said. Well, so we're going to have a first-time play caller on defense and offense, head coach, quarterback. So you're just hoping that everybody everybody who's never done their job before is good at it right out the gate. It's like banking on an entire rookie class. Yeah. Like, like all all the rookies are going to be good. It's like, well, some of them might be. Or my old theory, no matter what team, what sport, when you do the spring training, training camp, whatever, and like, if this happens, and if this happens, and if this happens, they're probably going to have a good season, or they'll win the division, or whatever. The ifs at best go 50-50. So I would use the same rule with this. I think at best you can hope for is from Gerard Mayo to Alex Van Pelt to DeMarcus Covington to Elliot Wolf to quarterback's name to be inserted later. Of Mm -hmm. those five people, the best you can hope for is like two or three. Two. And if you really nail the heck out of it, (laughs) three of them. If you really nail it, maybe three of them are good at their jobs. And the other two, you're going to end up replacing or changing the role. It's It's almost an – it'd be like – it's the Kayshawn Booty parlay. Let's just let's eight do an eight-legger. Eight legs. Eight legger. You know what you yeah. usually do in those? Lose. Yeah, yeah but why? Because you usually hit a few. Hit a couple, it, get your hopes up. It's almost impossible to go yeah. 0 for 8 because that would be crazy too. It's like golf. You have the one good shot. Yes. And you're like, the rest is trash. But you can't be like, well, the one good shot. Well, the one good shot's not going to help Or like you. a scratch ticket on the yeah. cheap $1 scratch tickets where they always make it close. So you get your hopes up somewhere along right. the way. I needed a three. I, I got need a two a and a three, four. And yeah. I got a two, a Never four, done. and I'm like, oh, then the three's got to be on here. No, nope. you idiot. No if chance. the three was on there, it'd be a winner, and this is a loser. This it's, is a loser. You can say that again. Oh. This that feels about the like team? A, yeah, it kind of feels like it. But Stiz says they might go 500. No. no. See, I was missing your argument. But, <laughs> but That's true. I you don't landed like, the plane at three I, wins. I don't, I, don't like, I don't like the decisions they've made. They've left me with a bad taste in the mouth. And I was someone who wasn't ready to move on from Bill That's like true. you guys. That's true. You had, too. So, so you're never more. happy. He wanted to keep Bill. He would have been happy if they kept Bill. No, you wouldn't have because they would have won three or four games. You would have been no, happier. No, would have drafted. Got a nice draft pick. Oh, Bill. he would have? Mr. Nailing the draft? That hasn't happened yet. A broken clock. <laughs> Wow, well, we just compared Bill Belichick to a broken clock. I'm sorry, Coach. Let's turn our attention to it. And he said nice things to you in he the did. paper this week. No, weekend. he did. He said really nice things. Let's turn our attention to a team that we feel a lot better about. That would be the Boston Red Sox, who <laughs> had their <laughs> oh, truck day today. They're heading on down. It is uh, their, their spring so game trucking this towards the season. month. Any kind of optimism is at this a all positive segment? in the re- ready? No, 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 oh. no. You do not have to be positive. Oh, okay. But we're going to talk Red Sox as uh, truck day is uh, was here. Started this morning. So 617-779-7937. The Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart here on WEEI.